I was sexually abused. I was raped. I started using drugs at the age of 15. I was molested as a child. I was an alcoholic. I tried meth for the first time at 12. I was a compulsive alcoholic. Um, I lost my kidney smoking crack. This is Pastor Rachel Young. I'm the director of Mary Song, and I have a word for you. I actually want to start off with sharing a blog that our pastor wrote, and it's about singing to your well. I think it's super duper important in this season that we don't focus on all the things that are going on around us that are broken and messed up. But even still, even when we're going through struggles, how important it is for us to put our eyes on the Lord and begin to sing, you know, to those places that are barren, sing to those uh, dry places, remind ourselves who the Lord is, and just begin to sing that song by faith. And he always shows up and he always comes. So I'd like to start off by reading this blog. It's awesome. And then I brought a Mary Song girl here named Nicole and her precious daughter, Brinley, and they just have an awesome testimony to share with you. So I'm going to read from Numbers 21, uh, verse 16 through 18, and it says, They went on to the well where God said to Moses, Gather the people, I'll give them water. And that is where Israel sang this song. And this is the song that Israel sang. Erupt well, sing the song of the wells, the wells sunk by princes, dug out by the people's leaders, digging with their scepters and staffs. And it's about when the Israelites' wells were being filled up by the Philistines, and they came back in and redug the old wells. And there, so this is a this is an excerpt from Jonathan Edwards' uh, sermon called "Heaven Is a World of Love," and this is about uh, the fountain that's in heaven overflowing, the fountain of love that's in heaven overflowing, and it says, "And there, this glorious fountain forever flows forth in streams, yea, in rivers of love and delight." And these rivers swell, as it were, to an ocean of love, in which the souls of the ransom may bathe with the sweetest enjoyment, and their hearts, as it were, be deluged with love. And the awesome thing about being a Christian is, yes, this is there's this inexhaustible fountain in heaven. However, as children of God, when Jesus died and he exalted to the right hand of the Father, he poured out the Holy Spirit into our hearts. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit in us, so he is that fountain. So we don't have to wait to experience the delight and pleasures and enjoyment of God in heaven. We can do it now. And this is what my pastor said. I have always loved this passage. God promised that he would always give us water. Our part is to sing to the well in expectation. We stay forever thirsty, and God keeps the supply going. Back when Isaac was around, he had the ministry of rediscovering the wells his father Abraham dug. Isaac became a well digger, and I wonder, too, if he did a little singing and laughing, which obviously he did because his name means uh, laughter. Maybe your well needs a little erupting. Get out your stays and redig the wonderful truths that have been placed in you. Redig his promises and redig the times he touched you. Maybe you're a little crusty or grumpy and not so full of faith. Maybe you're watching too much news, you know, or listening to the negativity. The bad news of the day has an engulfing aroma that suffocates us. His supply is always there, and he is providing hidden springs all around us. Jesus himself cried with a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, come to me and drink. 
So maybe you have become a broken cistern in which you allowed all of your hope and vision and Christ's victories to be taken from you. Again, there is water enough for you, and it is an inexhaustible fountain of supply. He provides a way of escape from the heat of the day. He will give us water. He is the flinty rock that breaks forth from its banks. He is the flask of water that Hagar found when she was near death. He is our Jacob that will uncover the stone from the well when we can't lift it ourselves. He will meet us at the well at noonday, and we will not leave as the same person. His ministry is to come and give us drink out of his divine supply. And I'm just super fortunate that I've had the pleasure and opportunity of not only going through Mary's song myself, but actually working. It's almost been nine years. And so I live in an environment where I'm getting to see those wells getting redug, And I'm getting to see people meeting Christ and being washed in that water and being filled and their hope being renewed and their vision being restored. And some of them never had, never even had hope, never had vision, never had dreams, never knew God was real, never knew that he had a plan and that, you know, that they were created for such a time as this. And so it's super awesome and special to just be able to work in that environment and spend so much time there with all these amazing women because they come in all dusty and broken and crusty, like this says, and frustrated and um, totally downcast a lot of times and hopeless and detoxing. And then you see that water being poured out in worship and in the word and just the laying on of hands and um, praying in the Holy Spirit and just the body ministry of other believers. And you see them being awakened to the things of God and beginning to sing to those dry places and sing to those wells, worshiping the Lord. And, and he comes and brings new life. And so Nicole is a prime example of redemption because in and of herself, she uh, accumulated a lot of uh, carnage and, you know, made a lot of mistakes. And she had a praying mother that was praying for her the whole time and anointing her. And she knew about God and, you know, had received words and stuff like that but and been to other programs. But never really had that experience of just being overwhelmed by the love of God and, and just receiving the Holy Spirit and knowing that it wasn't about her and her ability to be a good person that God really wanted to just come in and just wreck her in, in the best possible way. And so because she lived a life for how long were you in, in addiction? 25 years. 25 years. And so obviously when we live like that, we have a lot of broken things that need to be fixed. And so when she came, you know, she had a lot of broken relationships and things like that. And uh, God has just kind of showed off. Uh, one thing after another we could literally talk how long we could talk all oh God, for I, hours all talking day. about that Absolutely. but I just want to focus on um we have a special little girl sitting here with this named Brinley who's Nicole's daughter so I just wanted to Nicole you can just share a little bit about um that little journey and then I'll just let Brinley and we'll just open it up for Brinley to just talk because she's super excited huh Brinley yeah Huh? You can't get shy now all of a sudden. <laughs> She's super not shy. Yeah. No. So we're, I'm going to ask you a couple questions at the end. I'm just going to let you share a couple of things, Nicole. Um, I come in real broken, uh, detoxing, hopeless. Uh, like Rachel said, Pastor Rachel, I've been through a lot of other programs and uh, uh, called myself serving the Lord, but it all left me more hopeless and broken because I never felt like I could be good enough or I felt like I had to earn his love by think, by works, and it just always, I always fell short, 
And I always uh, just was more hopeless than I was when I started. So I, I had come to the point where I had was utterly hopeless, and I, I gave up. And the night before I come in here, I, re, I cried out to the Lord, and I said, uh, if there is anything worth saving, to save me. If not, to please take me home. Because I was tired. I was tired of fighting this, and uh, I didn't know how to overcome it. And it was in my surrender and in, in, in submitting to him, my full surrender. So let me ask you this. So when you came, your wells were, you say your wells were clogged up? Dry, clogged up, <laughs> dried up. Yeah. You probably didn't even know you had didn't a well, even know. right? Didn't even know. And it probably looked like, you know, your relationships with your children were probably. Oh, they were, yeah, they were totally. And you basically, like you said, you never really were a mother no I didn't know how to be didn't know how to be a mother I didn't I didn't have anything to offer them you know uh, I was a hurt little girl trying not to hurt and uh I didn't love myself I didn't value my own life so it was hard for me to value anyone else's and uh even my babies and everybody's like I can't believe you got all these beautiful babies you know my Mm -hmm. oldest one's 22 and then my boys are 17 Mm -hmm. and then this one is nine and uh it was never enough though you know it was never enough to keep me sober or anything else, you know, but the Lord when he came in and he showed me his love. So how long you been here again? Seven and a half months. And what happened about a month ago? Oh, I got a nice little gift from the Lord. Um, I got my little girl back when uh, almost seven and a half months ago, they wouldn't have trusted me with a goldfish, you know, but the Lord restores. (laughs) What do you think of that? Should she have had a goldfish back then? No, nobody can see your face. You got to use your <laughs> and so I want to like revert it back to that whole singing. You were probably singing a pretty sad little song, right? What is that? And you probably had good reason to sing it. Absolutely. It was pretty, pretty bad. Absolutely. And um, the Lord opened your mouth to a new song. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, like Nicole just like kind of prophesying over that place and speaking yeah. the word. And um, even though it, you know, didn't look so good, maybe mm. at times. And then just the experience of um, when Brinley came, yeah, uh, just to see Nicole, just awestruck, you know, of the fact that she was actually yeah. being able to be a mom. And just watching that uh, restoration between that relationship between her and Brinley. So what do you think, Brinley? What do you think about your mama being here? Does she seem different to you? A lot. A lot different? You like hanging out with her now? Mm-hmm. You have anything you want to say? Just pretend like nobody else is listening. <laughs> Did you say a lot of prayers when you were home about your mommy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, what would you ask Jesus? Told Jesus you wanted to be with her and stuff? Mm-hmm. And help her and bring her home. And bring her home. And you thought she was going to end up coming over there, huh? Mm-hmm. And had, you had no idea that Jesus was going to bring you here. So I had no idea. How are you liking it? I like it. You like it? You got a whole bunch of new friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're getting to hang out with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's getting baptized, too, on Beyond the Grave Night on March 19th. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm able to point her to the cross. I had nothing to offer her before. Yeah. And the Lord's totally come in, and uh, I'm able to pray over her. Yeah. And, um... Her dad recently, you know, went to jail, and uh, it's just reality. You know, we've been in and out of that baby's life, and she's seen more than she should have seen. But the Lord even brought her here to heal her and to make her whole, just like he did me. He's doing the same thing for her. And he's given her a new song. Yeah. Yeah. 
and she loves to worship. She loves to be in the presence of the Lord. There's life there. So I hope this has blessed you and you feel encouraged. And I just want to encourage you that if you don't have a church, you know, it's super important to gather with other believers. We help one another. We bear one another up. You know, there's something that happens in corporate worship that doesn't happen when we're by ourselves. If you don't have a church, I'm like obviously going to invite you to victory because it's just awesome. And God really saved me and transformed me here and continues to transform me. It's just a place where the word of God is preached. The gospel is preached in power. And then the Holy Spirit is welcomed and celebrated. And God really is able to perform mighty miracles. And the name of Jesus is exalted. I just want to take this last moment that if you don't know the Lord and you have no idea what I'm talking about, Jesus is real. And he wants to save you. And he wants you to know that he loves you. And that he has an awesome plan for your life. And if you want to know him and you don't, I just want to lead you in a simple prayer. That if you just come with a broken and contrite heart and you genuinely ask him to come and show himself to you and save you, he will. That's why he came. It's who he is. He is redemption and he is forgiveness. So just repeat after me. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I'm lost. I'm broken. I can't do this on my own. I'm a sinner. I need someone to save me. I need you to save me. Come and fill my heart. I believe that you died for me on the cross, that you paid for all of my sin, that you purchased my forgiveness with your blood, and I receive your forgiveness. And I just ask, God, that you would come and fill me, that you would make yourself real to me. And I turn and I leave my old life behind, and I thank you that in you I have a new life. Give me a hunger for your word. And fill me with your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for walking with me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And I just want to encourage you if you did that. Jesus came and made his home in you, and you are now his daughter or son. So I want you to rejoice and begin to sing to your well. Get get a Bible and begin to read it. And really, join a church. Hope you're blessed by all this and i just want to tell you jesus loves you and so do i god bless i am redeemed i've been set free and he who the sun sets free is free indeed now i have hope in the future i'm a child of god i'm loved i'm fearfully and wonderfully made i am more than a conqueror by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony 